0: Welcome back to the Optional Boss Podcast, I am one of your hosts, Josh, the other one is Tyler, and today is episode 24, where we are going to talk about some limited print games. Uh, Tyler, what's going on?
1: One of our hosts, of our two hosts, the two hosts that are here that are us, and only two, except sometimes, when not. How are you?
0: (laughs) I don't know if that was intentional or not, but you sounded exactly like, I think, episode two? neat (laughs) yeah Uh, everything's a throwback uh, everything's a throwback when you think about it
1: yeah we're a retro team here
0: oh god yeah where's my crt at 72 inches
1: oh Uh, man how are you doing i'm doing pretty swell i i uh, uh been busy been really busy haven't been able to play as many games as i'd like but you know not not busy in a bad way just the, the amount of time that I've had has been pretty sparse for it. Uh, how about yourself? Things how, have been lifelike. <laughs> things, life, life happens, yeah. You know, I've got, I got a handful of games that I've been playing lately, but uh, for the most part, taking care of some tasks. Uh, how, about, how about yourself? Have you had a good chunk of time for gaming?
0: Not a whole lot. Not as much as I normally do. And again, same thing, pretty much just life getting in the way, and that's perfectly fine. Getting things done and all that kind of stuff. Uh, only thing I've really been touching, though, and I went back to it, uh, mainly because one of my good friends is playing it at the moment, is Dark Souls 3. Started replaying that, and I uh, figure I'm actually going to go through the DLC and try and get as many achievements or trophies or whatever you want to call them uh, out of the way this time. And So yeah, just having a, having a good time with that.
1: Dark Souls 3 is something that uh, I, I want to get to. You need to, to do. I'm going to do it at some point, but it, I we've, we've kind of touched on this before, how I like to create almost like a gaming schedule for myself, whether I adhere to it or not. It just kind of makes me feel better about how I'm prioritizing my time. And Dark Souls 3 is like the third or fourth down the list of the Souls games I need to get to. Number one would be Lies of P, which we're, what, a month away from, which is very yeah. exciting. Yeah, get that. Then I have Elden Ring sitting there, and Elden Ring is like, poof, that's gonna be a big gap in that chunk. And then I want to get to Dark Souls 3. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's that's the list of pri that said, I am very excited to go back to the world of Dark Souls because, oh, it's, it's like I've said several times before, of all of those proper from Soft Souls games I played, Dark Souls 1. Is my favorite, and you've mentioned to me before that three, it it has a lot of callbacks to one in really nice ways.
0: Well, it's in the same world, right? Yeah. Where two is is kind of with uh, Dren Lake, or uh, I think that's the the area name where Lothric is essentially Lordran, just many many years afterwards. Hmm. So a
1: future story.
0: Yeah, we, we're talking, like, tens of thousands of years after, oh, but you you still see, like, you'll see things that you saw in Dark Souls 1, like, uh, Lost Isleth, uh, you'll see off in the distance, and you can make it out pretty, pretty simplistic, because, uh, so Lost Izalith, uh, before you got down there, there was Quirlai, and her sister underneath, I forget her name, but, uh, she was taking all the, the curse from humanity that was down there, right?
2: Is that? And she was kind okay. of stuck
0: to the wall. It, it had the. It, she ran yeah. the coven. Yeah,
1: yeah her, her sister was the one near, near, like, the brain maggot guy.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. okay. And so they had another sister that they both thought were dead Queleg and the covenant one. And God, I hate myself for not remembering the name right now because it really makes the point moot. But uh, you can find the sister who they thought were dead. Cuddle up to the Covenant Lady's
2: body in Dark Souls 3. So that you revisit in like Arlando. Nice yeah.
0: And uh, see all the chaotic mess that that's turned into. Which, uh, it was already a chaotic mess to begin with.
1: I don't but know. The... I guess it was sl- a
0: mirage. Slight remember.
1: spoiler territories, although I guess for people who don't know, when I just say the names of locations, it's just like okay, that helps. But uh, yep. I don't know something about Ann Orlando, It had like this very oppressive beauty to it. Like everything was so
0: <sighs> well kept.
1: Yeah, like it. It looked like basically they look. They look rich. This giant castle society and everything's big very, ornate and all that stuff. Very and, posh, but also like quiet and very silent and muted. Like you could tell, like it's just maybe it's because everything can one shot you usually when you get there. But at the same
2: time, you know, it's,
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's a terrifying beauty, and that's just something that really sticks with you in the, some world design. So it's and it's always cool too quiet. It's, I'm trying to think of, uh, like, an older game would have been the first time that I ever discovered that, like, going back to a previous location from a previous game and how it's, like, either dilapidated or built up or something like that. And that's always a Mm -hmm. really cool sensation to discover in a sequel. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I guess the first example of that that I would have ever encountered would have been uh, Pokemon Silver.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite the same scenario, but A Link to the Past. Light World and Dark World. That's more See, like two I've, different worlds built on top of each other, but not so much yeah. time given.
2: I
1: was thinking more so specifically like individual games in a series that you can return to right. previous areas. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. Uh, have, you, have you been tinkering with anything other than uh, Dark Souls 3?
0: No, uh, I think the next game... That's not new that I'm gonna dive into is gonna be Final uh Final Fantasy 3. I have made someone a uh challenge. Accepted to challenge. Accepted to challenge, yes. yeah, that that's yes. a good way of saying it. <laughs> that's the yes, proper way that, to
1: say it. I I also need to uh start it's fall's coming. It's time to get into an RPG mood. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to finally start diving into Amori as well before the end of the year which, yes. you know, seems like a bit away now, but it is is—it is fast approaching. It's
0: it's crawling up really quick, and with time going by so quick, uh, let's just kind of take a step back, uh, recognize something. Tyler, what? after this episode is going to, uh, so this is the 24th episode of the show, next yeah. episode is going to be 25th, and do you know what that falls on? It's release date.
1: Uh, would be September 15th, wouldn't
0: it? That's going to be this episode.
1: Is that this one? No, this is September 15th, oh, no. isn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah. 26
0: is going right. to be. My dates are all gone. Okay. So, yeah. not next episode, but the episode after. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's,
0: that's going uh, to be one year of Optional Boss podcast.
1: Haha. Staying consistent and not shutting her down. That's actually pretty crazy. <laughs>
0: And uh, not getting the dates right. We're still a couple of idiots and we will adhere by that until we do shut this down, which we don't one. have no plans on stopping.
1: We're, we're doing all right. I think for one year into it, we're, we're, we're keeping it class.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> 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 um, uh, let's go that with is that. Very,
1: that is very exciting. And no, so anyone uh, know. who's
0: found us through this, this first year or even afterwards, if it's two years down the road and you're listening to this, uh. From the future, uh, thank you guys so much for giving us a chance, giving us a listen and participating on uh, social medias and all that kind of stuff. It it It's the world to us.
1: Especially those who interact more than we do.
0: Yeah. I've, <laughs> oh, God. So
1: I've noticed, and I apologize to those who may have done so through some avenues, Um, some of our, I guess what would you call them, like the, the things that allow our podcast to get a bit more reach. I couldn't tell you what they are, but I know like there are different avenues that people can leave comments for us or yep. reviews, and I know I don't know where they all are. So <laughs> I, I, I definitely feel bad for those of uh, people who have left a review, and I would like to acknowledge them, even if I haven't seen it. Thank you, whoever you may be.
0: <laughs> I have seen uh, them. I don't always reply. Uh, it really depends if there's something worth replying to. They're all good, but uh, I know through Stux, uh, Spotify, it comes up with a automatic question now. How do you find this episode? Or give us your thoughts. Something along those lines. So, and give anytime me. that those come through, I always read them, and uh, I always uh, post them to the public, unless there's something else going on in there that I've seen. Um, because there give has been some spam us. ones too. But
1: give them your thoughts.
0: Yeah, uh, early plug. Go leave us a review on your podcasting service of choice because it does help us in the end. And if it is negative, well, I want to know why. I want to know what we can improve.
1: Hasn't been a year yet. One star. <laughs>
0: All um, right. Well, and
1: then we okay. could remedy that problem soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give us a month. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: The next episode, I do believe that we are doing something a little bit special. So. Yeah, every so, episode we do is special, but like special.
0: It is the episode 25. We're going to be talking about a special game to us. And if you stick around to the end, we will say which one it is. Yeah, or if you just yeah. scrub through to the end. One, one of the two. Well, I suggest well, listening.
1: Maybe even a special guest appearance name drop of it midway through uh, as we're, I guess I haven't even talked about what I've been playing. I just kind of rambled on at the start there, didn't
0: I? Yeah, you said life. You've been playing life.
1: Life's been playing me. Uh, (laughs) No, I've... So I've been trying to play some smaller things lately because I have a lot of bigger games on the horizon. And I recently finished off the Pokemon trading card game game for Game Boy. And it's awesome. Like... I don't know, maybe maybe five hours I put into it, and I ended up liking with most of the cards, and I beat the campaign, and the campaign is a lot of fun, and you know it's even it's still a card game, clearly based off the card game, but you can go yep. into it just like a very short, quick RPG, and it, you'll have a good time with it. The the old school Pokemon uh, card game is so easy, but it's fun, and that was that easy was doesn't mean little, bad, right? Oh God, no. Um there were actually some like some card matches you get into and they would actually be pretty challenging, but I also know that in the world of card games like RNG plays a pretty big factor in it, so <laughs> your difficulty may vary. Uh yes. so I polished that off and I thought it was a fine time. I have also I've been doing something I haven't done in a good while, which is I I downloaded a free to play game that uh, I got into probably about a year or two ago, I couldn't really tell you, uh, called Vigor. And for those who do not know, it's oh, it's so many things that I hate in a game and I have so much fun with it. Uh, it's essentially a Battle Royale-style game. However, instead of, you know, get in, kill as many people, and survive till the map shrinks sort of thing, it's a post-apocalyptic scenario where... You're not really encouraged to get into combat. It's just get as much stuff as you can out of this wrecked town and get the heck out of there without getting killed and looted. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a nice little adrenaline rush. It's free. So, you know, you're going to obviously fall into those. Uh, I don't even know if I could call it pay to win. I'm sure it is. You get better guns, but I don't think paying would help me. I am not good at shooters.
0: <laughs> That's so fair enough, I, and also I like it. The, I think the it's hide pretty, and seek uh, a-
1: angle is what I like.
0: I I think it's pretty blasphemous that you're playing that and you dropped inscription.
1: I think so too. But up up anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I've been having my fun with it, but it's very much like a, a brief distraction. I uh, I do want to get to things that are not endless. Time sinks, you know, for those people who enjoy those uh, free to play games, all the power to you. They are a good time. Like I said, I've just been hopping in and out myself, but they never end. And that's, that's why I can only invest so much time into it before I move on and uh,
0: oh, absolutely.
1: get down to something a little bit more serious. And uh, when,
0: when, when you crave structure.
1: I do crave structure. I've also been craving uh, ripping through another Mega Man game. I I think that sounds oh, yeah. good time. I think think I might do X three this time.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's been has been a day or two, so I think I might find some time to do that. And
0: X three is one that I just kind of honestly gave up at the end. I did not kill Sigma.
1: X three gets kind of dumb at the end. It's,
0: I I I gotta I gotta fix that.
1: He's just got that tiny tiny head on that giant body, and it's very Great. hard to
2: hit. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, and contact damage, the the, the dreadful contact yeah. damage. Uh, and outside when, of that... When your
0: boss's main force of damage on you is by touching you, get and, fucked. <laughs> and he
1: takes up three quarters of the level,
0: yeah. And he takes three quarters of the level, yeah. It's,
1: it's not a good time. Uh, and no, get fucked. I have recently started and been making a bit of progress in because... After the Pokemon trading card game, I've been playing that through the Switch Online. I booted up also on the Switch Online. I think it's called Gargoyle's Quest. Oh, yeah. Like the first Demon's Quest, but for Game Boy. And it is solid. (laughs) Like, just, you know, the only thing that's a shame about it is that it's a Game Boy game because there's so much potential for it. But as a Game Boy game, it is incredible. Like, it controls well. It's... A lot like a weird comparison to make is it's actually a lot like Zelda 2 because there's like overworld RPG and quests you got to go on, but the levels are side scroll. Well, it's just it's a spin off of Ghouls and Ghosts, right? Right. But you play as the demon that kills everybody in Ghouls and Ghosts. It's great. And yeah, I've you know maybe sunk about two hours into it, which be, for a Game Boy game, I'm probably like two thirds of the way done. And so that's about right. Yep. Yeah, it's great. It's just it's a more bite-sized version of Demon's Crest and as I may have mentioned before, you know, I went through Demon's Crest maybe a year or two ago and I thought it was incredible. So, I I would very much recommend uh Gargoyle's Quest if you're looking for just a re- neat little Game Boy curiosity.
0: Those are both games I got to uh I got to go to. I got to try out Demon's Crest and uh Gargoyle's Quest, it was called.
1: I think so. Yeah, I, I would say though, Demon's Crest takes priority just because it's it's for Super Nintendo. It's great,
0: <laughs> right? No, no, no,
1: no need to elaborate on that. That's <laughs> Capcom at its peak for the Super Nintendo. Good times all around.
0: Just good. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those weird situations where I always forget that I have the online service, and it's like, oh shit, I got so such a nice library here that I could check out. Yeah, and then. Here I am. I'm in that weird mood where it's like I want to replay something, like something comfortable to me. See? And uh I found myself uh kind of trying to shy away from it and not touch it, but I really want to touch it is Earthbound and Mother 3. Ah. And right right now I'm doing Dark Souls 3, which I played before. So I'm I'm going into it trying to do something that I haven't done such as the DLC. Yeah. This time so it's it's more of a uh, I can justify it to myself.
1: I mean like I said, but com-
0: I, comfort food's good too.
1: I like I said, I got a hankering to go back to some Mega Man, right? So it's yeah. a little bit, a little bit shorter of an investment than an RPG, but all the same, it's still just you know I want that kind of nice, relaxing, I can just plow through it and have a good time kind of game.
0: Something that uh, we should probably touch on one day for a uh, a topic is uh, the comfort food games, the games that we have beat and just continuously go back to, like after a year or so.
1: Yeah, not not games made out of comfort food like M&M's Cart Racer or something like that. No,
0: no. no they exist. They're cursed. They do exist. They're, they're, uh, Co- corporations banking on brand recognition.
1: Is that how we're going to segue? Should we remind people what we're talking about today?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> we're what? Almost 18 minutes into a ramble uh, yep. intro? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do a little something different and going to cue up some more music just because I love putting music in these and Ooh. we'll be back when we start talking about limited print games. Yeah. So when we're talking limited print games, we are talking about companies such as Super Rare, Strictly Limited, Limited Run, and God, so many more out there. And the one thing we've mentioned before on the show that we are both physical collectors and a lot of what we talk about is going to be Switch oriented today. Uh, But they do, these companies do generally do uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 versions. They have done some Xbox versions as well. But uh, yeah, limited print games, they make physical copies of games that would otherwise not normally ever have a physical copy. And for that, it's kind of both of our like blessing in disguise, but also burns a hole in our pocket
1: because
0: we can't help it sometimes.
1: This is very much like the collector's edition episode in the sense that this episode will mostly be understood by collectors or, you know, people who are just generally curious about the collecting side of gaming, at least like you said, primarily for the Switch. And well, I guess to open things up, uh, when, when do you think you made your first limited purchase and started kind of realizing what the heck all that was?
0: Oh, God. So it was actually you who told me about what these things were. And it was actually from Limited Run Games. Limited Run is probably one of the bigger companies in there but uh god what was my first
2: ah so Honestly, i can I, don't, I
0: i i don't know what my first was i i it's it's kind of funny cuz i think i know what your first was but i can't tell you what mine was
1: okay what do you think my first was i th- i'm sure you'll get it correct golf story it was golf story yes <laughs> and uh actually looking back cuz i can view my entire purchase history which there's two full pages here, my goodness. Um, but yeah, Golf Story was the first thing I ever got from them, and it was apparently their 15th Switch game. So I I got on the bandwagon, I guess, pretty quick. And funny enough, it's not like I really knew anything about these. I just knew that... Um,
0: You saw something you wanted, so you got it.
1: Well, not even that. Golf Story was something I knew that was coming to Switch. And I was like, this is a game that I'm definitely going to get, of which I should probably finish it one day. (laughs) Um, But all the same, you know, it very much intrigued me. It was like the Mario Golf Advance, but a quirky remake. So I just searched up one day Golf Story Physical. And yeah, came across this uh, company called Limited Run. And they're like, we're selling it. I was like, perfect, and I ordered it. And I didn't even know about how their business practices worked at the time. I just thought it was a store that was selling it, right? Didn't really think anything Mm -hmm. of it. And it wasn't until, oh, geez, (laughs) three to six months later when I got my game. And, you know, first of all, it's cool. It's really cool to be able to get, like, you know, physical editions of stuff like that. But... You know, then I started to learn that, you know, they have two weeks to a month that they're available and short print. It it really opened my eyes to this very vast world of not retail purchasing games.
0: Right. And Limited Run for the first little bit of their whole company being a thing, they used to do kind of like what the name was. It now they have open pre-orders, so if you order between this time and this time, they'll order uh, order it and make it for you, uh, so, where you can't get outside of that time, where before they only had like X amount of copies, and then it was first come, first serve. So they have changed their whole model up, and some companies still do that. Uh, Super Rare Games, I think they determine they're going to have this many copies. Same with uh, Strictly Limited.
1: Yeah, so... I don't think it's
0: not as so open pre-order now.
1: So between your, when it comes to these limited print uh, companies, at least the ones that I'm aware of, because when the Switch really started taking off, a lot of these companies popped up, and I'm pretty sure a good handful of them don't even exist. I can think of a few, but I'll, I'll get to those later. But your your juggernauts in this smaller side of the industry would be number one limited run, especially now that they've uh, been acquired by Embracer Group. That was what, like oh
0: god, yeah. A
1: year or so ago, which I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more later if we're looking specifically at Limited Run. Um, but then your next heavy hitter would be Super Rare. And Super Rare is, like you were saying, they still follow that uh, business model of we print so many copies and that's what we sell. And yep. the thing that's nice about uh, Super Rare is for the most part, when they put it up for sale, you buy it and it is sent to you which, yes, you know, it, it's got to come all the way from the UK, sure, but, I mean, you're getting it in maybe two weeks, as where well, with limited run. Now, it is kind of cool, especially, <laughs> I know for a fact that we've had those periods where, like, in the span of a month, you have, like, four or five games that you ordered <laughs> from, like, six months to a year ago, and they all start showing up in that same month. And, and then it just completely
0: fucks the backlog.
1: Yeah, oh, it's it's... Probably one of the worst things for the backlog (laughs) because it's so exciting and you're like, I'm never going to play all these. Um, But all the same, uh, yeah, super rare, you can at least count on getting it when you buy it. But the one thing I'm not crazy about when it comes to super rare is on the flip side to that one, as cool as it is to have something that would be considerably rare and limited, I... Personally, just more so like having it in general, you know, if it accumulates value, that is a cool secondary thing, but I'm not it's one a of those bonus. people. Who, it, it's a bonus for sure. Um, if anything, when I see the price of a game go up in my collection, I'm like, I'm glad I got it when it wasn't that expensive. Um, right. Less than, oh, I can make so much money off of it. And
0: So I did look up my first purchase.
1: From Limited Run.
0: From limited run, which would have yeah. been my first limited print uh, purchase. Take yeah. a guess at what you think it is.
1: Oh, da, 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 da. That's a good question, actually. What number is it?
0: Oh, I can't tell you that. Because uh, <laughs> you, you have it as well. I
1: have you this have funny this well. feeling
0: that it's Celeste. It's blasphemous. <laughs> that is a right? pretty fantastic that's, that's, first. That's kind of poetic. My second one being um, Divinity: Original Sin 2, which I was actually I was Larian's I mean, making right. headlines right now with Baldur's Gate, right?
1: Yeah, that actually, your thoughts on Divinity have have pretty much kind of made me think that I might try Baldur's Gate once it's fully out. Not right away. I know that's going to be another massive game, but I right. know the team behind it was uh, very competent and. Funny enough, I was actually looking at the Blasphemous cover art and uh, remembered like the limited run one was different, and I didn't realize like, it was that front-facing portrait as opposed to, I think, the retail artwork.
0: because It's kind of um, on the side. We'll,
1: we'll get to that as well, but yeah, he's kind of doing like, like you know, he's jumping towards the camera or something like that. I, I yes. wouldn't know how to exactly describe it. Um, Let's see. What was Blasphemous for me? It's like the like the seventh or eighth game I ever got from them. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I'd been buying from them for quite a while. I've actually, according to my Golf Story purchase, been a customer of theirs for five years. Oh jeez. I I've been collecting for Switch for a good while now. And
0: still ordering from them because you just got the uh, the Castlevania Advance Collection.
1: Damn that! Right? that took a sweet
2: time. But yes, yes. Oh I god! Did. did it ever? Yeah. Wow, but yeah, it, I'm actually Finally. Finally, it's coming. Not sure when I
1: bought Blasphemous because I've oh geez, I know it's like my fifteenth or so game from theft. Oh wow. Yeah, because that came out in November twenty nineteen. Wow, has it only been that long? Or has it been that long already? Hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a lot of cool things from Limited Run, but I like Rim. Uh, Limited runs. Uh, I like limited runs pre-order uh, policy. The open pre-order model, right? Keep the yes, window absolutely. open for about two weeks to a month. In some cases, month and a half, if it's one of their bigger releases, and sell as many copies that will sell, and then obviously get some replacement backstock.
0: And yeah, these these pre-order open pre-orders that they generally have, it's usually okay. Find out how many people are going to pre-order it. Okay, say they got fifteen hundred, just for nice easy number to work with. Okay, yeah. so they'll end up ordering two thousand to be made, and they got to talk to all the different companies that they deal with. Uh, Nintendo for the carts, uh, their art departments for getting this up and going, and the actual developers behind the games, and then make sure everything coincides with one another, package it up, and have it manufactured and sent to you. So yeah. it it is quite the process with any of these. Uh, but like you said, super rare you can buy, like have it shipped out like next day pretty much. And the reason is, is because they only have a limited amount. So they have them made, ordered, they get them, they put it up for sale. Well, which and is especially how...
1: nowadays, like they're limited is quite limited. Like I think a big release for them is maybe four. 000. I think their biggest release that I know of was a short hike, which was like 6,000 copies. Yes. And they bumped that up from like the initial like. 3,000 and full 1,000 Steelbook or some crap like that. Uh, Which, speaking of Steelbook, uh, makes me direct my attention back to Limited Run with... uh... So, when I first started buying from them, I think they had collector's editions, but they didn't have collector's editions for every game that came out.
0: Okay. Where now they they seem to have for every game they come out with.
1: Some they have like five...
0: Yep, it's it's yeah. the Ubisoft method. <laughs> Five special
2: editions.
1: <laughs> so funny enough that you mentioned that, I was actually going to say, like, I think where they really took a shift into some overbloated merchandise, and don't get me wrong, it sells. But I think the game that really was their first big release was the physical copy of Scott Pilgrim. Yep. I think cuz I think that was their best selling game ever at the time at least and probably, they had yeah. you know there was obviously the standard edition which uh we ended up getting and yep. then there was like one that was supposed to look like I think a Super Nintendo copy one that came in a VHS one that came with like a briefcase and like a diorama of the band and then they also had like pins and probably some other merch as well like it was an oh, entire God. full page of just Scott Pilgrim stuff right
2: yeah,
0: and, and- so kind of same situation, but not really. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected, uh, when they came out with the special editions, they came out for a, a different special edition for each console. Now, okay, that's fine, right? But if you're yeah. a true collector and you see these different things, the, the collector edition boxes were all different uh, tetrads that you would use, in or Tetraminos, tetraminos. whatever they're called. Tetramino's. Yeah, um yeah. they're all different shapes. So like one was the the line, one was the zigzag, and one was the square. That kind of thing. A, or an it's L. It's a dumb
1: sounding box, I'm not gonna lie.
0: It is. But you know if you're a collector and it's like, oh, well the it's one charming. I want it for isn't the shape that would be great. Or I got the yeah. dumb shape. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's that's they're doing that to cater to the people who really want to collect because they know they'll buy three different versions. So wait,
1: wait, did you get the collector's edition?
0: No, I did not. No, I no, they, it didn't. I don't think I've ever release. got a collect uh, collector's edition of anything unless that was the only way of getting it. Uh, well, I was just going to say because, La Mulana uh, one and two.
1: Okay, but that was retail.
0: Yes, but, but say, same Drifter. Oh, right. Yeah. Hyperlink Jetfall. Yeah. That was only collectors only. Which yeah, is dumb.
1: I—that That is really dumb, especially to when it wasn't. So I don't know when they started doing this, but uh, when Limited Run started doing their distribution titles, which yes. when they had this practice of, you know, everything is a numbered release and, you know, we keep track of all of their other is Then it's like, well, we're also going to start selling from some other small developers too, which. In theory, it was really cool, except for some of these were really easily available. And some, <sighs> okay, the best example I can think of, and I feel like if not your local Walmart, you can easily go on Amazon and get this for like 20 bucks. And it is the Jumanji game. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that?
0: Yep, yeah, and yes, so th- I do. it
1: is made by, I believe, Outright Games. And I'm not, you know, calling out the developers that worked on it or anything, but it's just I know that Outright Games is one of those like <sighs> shovelware-esque kind of developers. Oh no. Like they feel very app gamey. And so Limited Run had this and there was like a couple of collectors editions and all that stuff, but it wasn't actually like made by Limited Run. But they were shilling right. it hard. And I think this was like one of their first big, like, distro titles that made it really confusing between one of theirs. And I don't know, so, that, wasn't, that was just shady.
0: No, what's shady is, uh, Limited Run does a sale of extra stock that they've had at the, uh, beginning of the year. Uh, in usually January. January yep. 2nd sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's how I've got some of my titles, actually, from them. Uh, Fury being one. Uh, that's- however, What's shady is they also do these blind boxes.
1: I bought and one of those. N-
0: now, here's the funny thing. They put Jumanji in some of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they had quite a few not a distributed of
0: games. Yeah.
1: And that... Uh,
0: just imagine yeah. paying for a blind box and not getting a limited run title. Getting a Jumanji game oh, that they're yeah, just I would be, distributing.
1: I would be very disappointed with that. Uh, oh. I know... I got it like the first year they ever did it, or maybe the second year. So they hadn't even really started the distribution stuff yet. And right. I got one of their earliest titles. I think it's called Flint Hook. And okay. It's it's I think it's kind of an indie gem, and in, for those who know it, and it's a roguelike, like, um, I guess an action platformer would be a pretty good way to put it, but it's all very condensed. Think of it more as instead of top-down, like, Binding of Isaac, it was side-scrolling platform, but you're still stuck to that one room. You have to clear the enemies in the room, and then you pick the direction to keep going. Yep. Uh, And I didn't play it much, but it is very charming, and it is something that I wish to go back to, and it looks really nice as well. But it's also very much something of the era that when Limited Run first started out, They were getting such out of left field titles. Like, well, I guess at the time, you know, one of their most valuable titles now, like the Shantae series, it was super obscure. Oh, God. It had its cult following, right? And now Shantae is like the limited run mascot.
0: Uh, Right. Uh, Way forward in general, almost.
1: Well, it seems that, yeah, they have. I don't know the business practices behind it, but like limited run and way forward are hand in hand. And it is really cool because WayForward makes top-notch games. But, yep. again, they go... As long s- as
0: they're 2D. <laughs> 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 Anything well, 3D is a little questionable.
1: Well, and also WayForward is a we-have-to-pay-the-bills kind of developer. And yes. So, this is, this is kind of a side tangent from uh, the whole limited thing, but I remember when there was an upcoming... I don't know if it was a Nintendo Direct or an Indie World or something, but they had specifically hyped up that there was a new game from WayForward being announced.
2: <laughs> so they have their
1: pedigree, and you know, people are thinking, oh, is it going to be like a new Shantae game or something along those lines? And yeah. it was a Bakugan game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
1: I think that's when Nintendo didn't do another Direct for a good while, because they had like a treehouse presentation and everything for this game, and it, everyone was just like, this doesn't... Look like it matters. Yeah. Yeah. And... That,
0: yeah, we... pe- people still hung up on Song.
1: Oh.
0: oh. Remember that, that being in Nintendo Direct and just disappearing from the face of the earth?
1: Yeah, it does a pretty good job of that whole disappearing. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, they had much more charming, smaller indie titles. Now... Okay, so way forward you would think it's like a pretty big name for them at this point, but except now they're doing work with stuff like Konami and they've done mm-hmm. some for Bethesda and it is just like
2: Have they
0: done Bethesda stuff?
1: Yeah, they did do maternal. And the oh, Doom collection, yeah, I guess that's Bethesda. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because because
1: Bethesda's like we can't put it on a cart. Limited runs like we can, and we can charge a lot more for it. Uh, yes. <laughs> and that was another one of their like kind of shadier releases. I think actually the first release I know of theirs because limited runs had its handfuls of controversy, right? Especially yeah. with being quote unquote limited, and then no longer being limited. Some of these things they might go to retail or something, and I think one of the first times that they got really burned with it was I think Double Dragon 4?
0: Was it Double Dragon? No, was a Humans Fall Flat?
1: No, Humans Fall Flat was super rare, and it was a very similar Uh, story to that, yes. Uh, No, it was Streets of Rage 4. Uh, They came out with a whole bunch of limited editions. I've actually got a buddy of mine uh, who ordered one of the special editions of it. And before they had even shipped out, a retail version got announced. And that's where it was just like, whoa, like, what's, what's going on here? And then they kind of had to explain themselves. Yeah. And now I don't think that matters as much because... So my stance on it, as cool as it is to be able to get these physical games of things that I would more than likely not be able to get physically... It kind of sucks how, and I'm not expecting them to print every game in the world. That would be a mess. But the limited nature of things, you know, it it does kind of suck that it is restrictive in that sense. Uh, Oh, that's what I was getting at. So when these companies end (laughs) up doing a retail release of something that was previously limited, I'm actually happier when that happens. I don't care if it devalues the stuff I have like Celeste. Oh, absolutely. Even though it's box art is not as good.
0: That's uh, the thing. You're always going to have like a variant as well, regardless. Like, uh, Blasphemous has its own thing, and it went retail. Yeah, dead cells, and well, that's out out of, out of uh
1: dead cells was always retail.
0: Dead cells was always retail.
1: Oh yeah, well, the that's Castlevania
0: right. one looks great.
1: Uh oh, um, the Blasphemous. Came out as the quote unquote complete package, and yes, then it wasn't because <laughs> they
0: came out with one last DLC. Yeah,
1: luckily though, that happened long after the Streets of Rage and Human Fall Flat stuff. So at that point, I think people were getting a little less upset about things being specifically limited because again, if, you know, if, if you want to jack up the price of something that's more limited, variants always going to be worth more.
0: Uh, Absolutely, and I think so- that whole Streets of Rage thing happened like. After the pre-order was done. Yes. And it was being manufactured. So people weren't even having to get their hands on the limited run version. And then the retail one came out and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. The fuck?
2: Yeah. Now, uh,
1: Super Rare also has gotten into its first uh, fair share bit of hot water with. Yes.
2: uh,
1: What was it? I know they've had some weird, like, shipping stuff and whatnot. I I don't know about that one specifically. But I remember their first uh, super rare, I think it's the mixtapes that they call them. Okay. And they were selling, they was just, you know, it looks like a cassette. and It's a USB stick, and it's got, like, 20 indie game demos on them or something like that. And it's, like, you know... You're calling this, quote, limited memorabilia, but this is all stuff that you can just download for free on itch.io. Yeah. And. But
0: but, at the same time, were they open about what it was?
1: I think they were, and I think people were just pissed. And at that point, you know, then just don't buy it.
0: But. Right.
1: It's stuff like that. Uh, Oh. (laughs) Uh, Actually, so another company that we haven't really touched on is uh, Special Reserve. And right. Special Reserve makes a quality product, and I don't know who owns who or how this works, but they're pretty much exclusive to publishing um, Devolver games. And so,
0: from my understanding, is Devolver Digital actually owns them.
1: That would make sense, because that's primarily what, if not all, that they've ever put out. So, Yep and they don't put out stuff much, obviously, because Devolver only puts out a game every once in a blue moon. And they usually have a really nice, I guess they call it the signature edition. Uh, and then you can usually buy some like standards. They're not really that much different in price though, because I've usually sprung for the uh, signature editions. Like what I got, the Hotline Miami collection, dust Door, yep. uh, Carrion, oh. And they're really nice. they got this nice uniform matching black box. Normally, like, an outer sleeve to my game bothers me, but this is, like, big enough that it actually looks like, you know, like a small collector's edition. Um, So
0: that's an interesting one that you actually just mentioned there because that was for sale through Limited Run and Special Reserve uh, Carrion.
1: I believe Hotline Miami was as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they had different uh, box arts and whatnot, and I just... Oh, the more I think about it, the more I think like, wow, Hollow of Miami is like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember they had slightly different box arts and I think uh, yes. it was like the limited run variant. It was like more of a close up on the guy or something. I can't remember specifically. Yep. Uh, but yes, Carrion, because you got the limited run, Carrion, didn't you? I got
0: the limited run and you got the special reserve, right? Yeah. And yours came with like one of those jelly sticky <laughs> arms, which yeah, if the you know you get what the end of the grocery is. Store, uh um, If you know what Carrion is, it makes so much damn sense It's, oh, it's great. such an
1: ad- adorable <laughs> little pack and, uh it also came with like this really high quality like i don't think it's metal, but like it's a very hard acrylic material that has like this really nice artwork of the carrion box art and yeah you know, it's a nice not too overloaded but quaint little package uh
0: and- almost like a toss back to retro days, but well being modern.
1: Very, very much so, yeah. And, and
0: that that's something that we didn't actually mention about these uh, these limited print is they generally the contain, like, extra goodies, like yeah. an instruction manual, like the games used to come with. And oh. It's, oh, it's so you good. Want to
1: know, you want to know something that actually really disappointed me that I discovered recently? Um, What's that? So fun little bit of random trivia that I'm going to insert, but it's just also going to kind of like highlight the quality that some of these limited print companies have. So I mentioned a while back that I picked up Octopath Traveler 2, right? Yes. So funny enough, Octopath 1 was published by Nintendo and Octopath 2 wasn't. It was, uh, I think Square just published it themselves. And if you know anything about Square's releases on the Switch, you know that they're pretty sparse to never using interior art.
0: Yes. So
1: Octopath 1 has this beautiful interior art. I think it's like the title card for every character in the game. And Octopath oh, no. 2 is the void. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: oh. And,
1: and I believe possibly warranty information. You know, like the 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 greatest sin of interior art in this area. Oh
0: app. no. Yeah. Square. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a shame. So, uh usually You're with these Titheads these limited print games usually get really nice interior art. You're God. almost guaranteed a manual. Uh, more often than not, so limited runs stop doing this. It would just, again, following the trend of things that I could say. Like, it's unnecessary, but it makes me sad. But they used to intr- uh, include trading cards with all of their games. And yes. there was, like, you know, one of five or so per game. And then I think there was, like, rarer versions or they had different borders. I don't know, but I have a nice little collection of them. And uh Super Rare also does a pack of cards, usually include a sticker as well. Yep. Uh they did for which, a little ooh, bit of a
0: sticker, but
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I I love that I got it. I'll never put it on anything, and that's the curse. Uh <laughs> and there was the one game I bought from Super Rare, which I before I go on, so
2: how many things do you have from Super Rare specifically? Uh from Super Rare? Yeah. Four that I remember to pull out, but there's probably some others that I missed because
0: I'm seeing, I'm noticing a few things that I don't actually have here on my table. So I got like
1: nine or ten games from them. Uh, One on the way, actually. I have their number one PS5 game, which is a different story entirely. But yeah, (laughs) uh, I will say so Super Rare does some like really out there games, they do their own thing when it comes to publishing. Uh, yeah. Super rare uh, limited run, they're playing a lot more safe you now with the uh, Konami games, Castlevania, and all that, but then also they're just relying on their memes like pl- uh, plumbers don't wear ties. Oh, no, oh, we since. haven't even touched on that. Okay,
0: no, okay, yeah, so limited run. What the hell
1: would not even plumbers wear ties? So we'll get to that. But one of their first, more unique products, which I think it was their first anyway, and I purchased them was they did reprints of retro games. Okay, like that are playable on their respective consoles. And I think it was with when they finally oh that's right. It wasn't Scott Pilgrim that was the first to make contract. It was the retro Star Wars games.
0: Oh, Knights of the Old Republic, was it?
1: No, 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 no. Like you know how I have like the Game Boy games? That, uh, oh. that came in, like, the fancy sleeves. And then also they did, like, reprints of uh, Pod Racer for N64. Like, they did a whole bunch of the yep. retro LucasArts catalog. Um, and these were really cool mementos. Like, I picked them up, and I'm like, oh, cool, limited Game Boy games are Star Wars. Like, you know, I'm a Game Boy guy, so this just seems like a neat thing. And then they just kept doing it for the dumbest stuff. Yep. And now they're putting out what is essentially, like, You might as well just be buying really expensive reproductions.
0: That's that's pretty much what they are. And some of the titles that they do are just, they're doing it for the memes. Yep. Like, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. Uh, Night Trap, even, I could say Yeah. more on the meme side, but I can understand it's... Value in a sense, like it was one okay. of the things that was brought up with the ESRB and how it got created and all that kind of stuff. Like it, it, it has a place in in video game history.
1: So the re-release of Night Trap for modern consoles, sure. The actual reprint of it for classic consoles. All right. Okay. You know that's just a repro in my mind, though. You know, you can tell me what yep. you want. Like, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with a good repro, but. Something about that seems a little weird. Maybe because I'm more used to getting my repros the uh, redacted way. (laughs) (laughs) But I digress. It's just, it doesn't seem right. That said, I own a good handful of these repros from Limited Run. Um, just, Just the two Game Boy games for... Star Wars, and then their reprint of the original Shantae on Game Boy Color. That one I thought was right. pretty neat because I'm a that big fan of the cool. series. Yeah, one's pretty Yeah. And they work l-
0: with WayForward a lot, so it's, it's you it's know, it's like different. from them.
1: Yeah, it feels a little bit more quote unquote legit. Uh, yeah. But, but then you have some very other random. <sighs> I keep talking about how these repros are down, and now I'm just about to talk about another repro I bought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so, if I were gonna guess, is this one from I Am Eight Bit?
1: You are correct, and I Am Eight Bit is kind of one of the out of left field of these limited print companies, where <laughs> they're just putting it's... out merch. Um, they they've got albums, they've got books, vinyls, T-shirts, hats, and sometimes games. And yes. They put out limited prints of uh, Switch games. Like, I believe that's where we got our copies of da, 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 Untitled Goose.
0: Yes. Um, I got I my think... Ori games.
2: Yeah. Uh, both Ori games for Switch. What the Golf.
0: What the Golf, that, which that was took a... a
1: long time.
0: <laughs> yes, it was a limited print game for Switch through yeah. I Am 8-Bit. And I don't think they generally do that.
1: Uh, so, I think they also did something called Donut County, and they've done one or two, but all the same. So Donut
0: County's a Devolver name, so.
1: Well, actually, they did
0: that's that's pretty surprising.
1: Funny enough, I was just thinking about uh, Special Reserve, some of the stuff that they've done. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Messenger is not Devolver. No. And uh, they did the, which is a pricey game now, because that was another one that Special Reserve and Limited Run did. Right. Yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, because
0: they they had the purple background, and the orange background, like the sunset yes. background, didn't they? And yeah.
1: These, yeah. These companies, they're they're oddly in bed with each other. It's very strange. Uh, but yes, back in to bed, IM8 yeah, 8-bit. competitors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I am eight bit uh, puts out some official super. Uh, like anniversary Super Nintendo games and stuff like that, and they've done a couple titles. Uh, they did weird stuff like Lion King. They did an Earthworm Jim Dog combo cart. They did Street Fighter, but more importantly to me, they did Mega Man X and... I've no, it was I've like heard, a blind
0: box too, wasn't it?
1: Well, yeah, because I, I don't know how many they said they made. It was like 8,000 or something like that. And normally it's a white cartridge, uh, but like 1,000 of them was like a cl- clear blue one. And I just happened to be one of the lucky fellows that got one. And But I'll, I don't think I'll ever play it because uh, apparently they're a fire hazard.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Really? Yeah,
1: yeah. It, well the the <laughs> the limited versions of Street Fighter Two they put out apparently uh, uh, caught a couple consoles on fire. Don't quote me on that. That is alleged quote alleged. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I did I did hear some stories uh, along those lines. And uh But I am a bit is another one that like, you know, when you purchase something from them, they pull out all the stops and the quality of their product. Uh what are some other ones that are... Oh, so it's back to Special Reserve, though. But more on the note of Devolver, is uh, they've done surprisingly one of the most shady things out of these limited print companies. Do you, do you know what I might be referring to?
0: Uh, there could be a few things. Is it the no digital version?
1: That is Or ex- is it... Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, Demon Throttle, which I've mentioned before, is a lot of fun. For a very simple kind of arcadey uh, top-down
2: shooter, uh, and it's so
0: funny because both of us, when they first said it's physical only, and we saw it, and we're like, "This is so damn stupid!" Yeah. Why? And both of us just kind of said, "No, we, we aren't doing this. We aren't
1: yeah, getting it." We, we kind of unanimously agreed to like almost not buy it because, like, you know, the the only reason they said that is to get you to buy it. It was very much based on a FOMO approach. And uh, they kept the pre-order window open for, what was it, like six months for this thing? Yeah. And it still did so poorly that it went to retail. Yes. And I'm glad it did, because it's a lot of fun. And uh, you
0: picked it (laughs) up, did you not? I did. I haven't played it, but a lot of these, it's time and place, right? Like, there's a lot of these uh, on my shelf that I still need to play through, and I'll get to it. Yep. Not right now, actually, Not. some of our Mindy episodes, uh if you go back, they have like a lot of those games we played because of limited print
1: yes. companies. yes, and that that's another thing too so, now I don't know Narita boy Narita, boy, boy. Oh, what a special game and and that's something that I do need to stress about these limited print companies as well. They will put out the games that you really want to. Be able to say you have as your own, right? Narita boy, I think about it, puts a smile on my face. If it was a digital yep. copy, you know, I'd be like, that was a good game, but I wouldn't have that same weird tangible that I can look at on my shelf and go, oh, that's mine. Uh, <laughs> For
0: us, at least, it's it's having something that you can actually physically touch, look at, open up, and yep. whatnot. It, it just it means so much more when it occupies the space.
1: It, uh, it makes a world of difference. Now, a lot of... Special Reserves games do just end up going to retail. Uh, Death's Door went to retail. Yeah, same uh, think...
0: same time. Uh, the biggest thing is, and I, I will say this is very good on them because they do tend to put out a retail version for a lot of their titles. Yeah. Uh, take Loop Hero. It just got released uh, in stores. It's uh, like a
1: couple months that you get ahead if you go through with them and you get the extra goodies, but they very much acknowledge like it is coming to retail.
0: Or it could even be like over a year after, Mm -hmm. right? So, but they did put out like a sheet on their site and Twitter with Death's Door is, or I'm thinking Call to the Lamb. I'm thinking Call to the Lamb. Oh, Call to the Lamb was a mess. But like they did it smartly, right?
2: Uh, Yep. They they said if you go in,
0: in, in in the retail version, you won't have the DLC or anything on the cartridge, and that's one of the things that a lot of people fight for when they physically collect something, is they want something that when the servers are shut down, they can still properly play. Yeah, even so, if it
1: causes a exponential wait for the product, like for example, yes. uh... Broforce.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, Broforce has been held on to for a long time for that reason. Yeah, are
0: there um, like two and a half years now?
1: That's, that's rough. Um... Uh, what the golf? We had to wait for it for a long time.
0: Yep, and yeah. <laughs> they just kept saying, "Oh, sorry, we're delaying it again because we just decided to do so much more." Like, by the way, here's 200 more levels. And it's like Jesus Christ. Now,
1: do you? Do you I mean I'm I'm down for it. Who an even more malicious of these limited print companies is? Uh, <laughs> this is malicious. How? Uh, okay, so in a there's... sense of
0: sending stuff to retail or. Mm,
1: that falls under the umbrella. There's a lot. I,
0: I look at that as a good thing, per- personally.
1: It, it would be, but uh, I think you've only ordered, to my knowledge, one game from this company. And oh, that would uh, be...
0: Strictly Limited?
1: Yes. So Strictly Limited, if I'm not mistaken, are based out of somewhere in Europe. Uh, and their website has always been a little jank.
0: Uh, it, it looks like it's from Geocities
1: and they put out some they're a lot more in the arcade scene of things. yeah, uh, they put out a lot of old school collections. I've ordered a couple games, be, mostly being the uh my beloved Darius collections. as hard as hell as they may be, and how little I might actually play them, I do like that I have them. And
0: they, I've ordered two games from them. So
1: one of them was da, 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 st- I don't remember what it's called.
0: Epics of Hammerwatch: The Heroes that, Edition.
1: That was not the one right? I was thinking of, uh, but yes, I do I, believe that's where you ordered it from. Uh, no, yes.
0: the other one was Crosscode.
1: That's what it was. For some reason, I was thinking Signalis. I don't. I don't know why.
0: Uh, no, I do not have a copy of Signalis. I think it would be really cool to have a copy of Signalis. I probably could if I looked on Amazon or something. But I think it's around.
1: I think that that one was it's, by Humble. It's, it's around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pseudo Limited. You could say it's. Yep. But, yeah, so if I'm not mistaken, those games probably took a long time to get there.
0: They weren't too bad, actually. Mm. I've, I've waited longer for less.
1: Okay. Because I know that uh, Strictly Limited is notorious for, <laughs> what was it? I think uh, one of my copies of Darius came in April when it said it was coming in April, but it said it was coming in April of the previous year that I got it. Oh. Still on their page as I was awaiting my package. <laughs> it like, yeah, it's coming. So,
0: uh, epics of Hammerwatch was probably about four months. Okay,
1: that's actually pretty average for the ones that. And cross-code was
0: it. about six.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay. So,
0: so I think that your experiences were just very in particular.
1: That that's scenarios. true. But I haven't gotten into their true malicious practice yet. Oh, okay. So what they're bad for. So strictly limited is in partnership with a company known as in in games. And I believe in in is uh, at least owns the rights to like the publishing rights for a lot of old like classic Taito games like old arcade stuff. They own a lot of IPs. Okay. So they do a lot of their releases through strictly limited and they'll have these really nice big collections. And then They will break them apart uh, and sell them for an inflated price at retail. So, for example, the Darius collection that I have that I paid, I don't know, 80, 90 bucks. Like it still wasn't cheap. uh, They have broken up to almost individual games and sold them for about 60 bucks a piece. Ooh. So there's that, but it gets worse than that. So on one of my copies of the Darius collection, I can't remember which one it comes with a special bonus game and it is a port of sagaya, which is basically Darius on the original game boy. And this is the only way you can get this game on your switch is with this physical copy from this company. (laughs) And they have a couple different releases. I think like what their wonder boy collection might have this Their Uh, Ninja Jajamaru, I don't know, remember what it's called, but I do want it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, there are a couple things that there will be content
2: that you cannot get unless you have this cartridge from this one company. That's just a little shady to me. Here's something I just thought of because
0: of what you said there and the fact that you could only buy it through them. Um, now, obviously, there's things like Play Asia, which is where we got some of our uh, titles that we couldn't get.
1: So I was actually going to save Play Asia for the end of this discussion.
0: Okay, yes. we we can circle back. Yes, I was going to bring up the Final Fantasy Collection.
1: Ah, yeah. So we can yeah we'll, where you we'll could save only that for buy the, it
0: from the Square Enix store.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll save that for the end there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's my tangent on Strictly Limited. Now, again, when I got what I ordered from them, still a quality product. Don't get me wrong, but they just, oh, absolutely they got some, they got some shady business practices. I'm I'm not going to deny I that. I
0: think it's, I think it's just not so much shady, just unprofessionalism. Now,
1: here's a question for you. And if you're not sure, I can answer this question for you. uh <laughs> Okay. But do you know of any limited print games that you have from any companies that are now defunct
0: uh yes, yeah, actually, so one title that I could not get a hold of that I wanted because I didn't find out about these companies till afterwards, and yep. those games were already done, and they don't go to retail some a fair amount of them still uh and that was golf story so what I ended up doing, because I still wanted it in my collection, was I got the Japanese version from b Side Games, who is no longer around.
1: And that's a nice, nice collector's edition, too. Like, it's a really
0: it nice, is, it artwork. Is nice artwork. Nice uh, artwork. Has a nice uh, slipcover over it. Not, not even a slipcover. It's, it's like a full tent over it.
1: <laughs> Doesn't it come with, like, a cassette or something, too?
0: Uh, does, didn't come with a cassette. It came with a, uh, a sticker of a cassette.
1: Ah, uh, that's what it was. But still, like you know, yeah. just charming yeah. little unnecessary add-ons. And, yep. Just uh,
0: very nice package. Very nice quality.
1: Yeah. And but yeah, uh, they
0: they're gone now.
1: Yep. And I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but I know that there was definitely I I fight for these uh, limited switch companies at the start, and a couple of them just. They, they couldn't get the notoriety. Uh, there's one that I've actually seen popping up quite a bit. I almost think they're based out of Canada uh, called Premium Edition Games. Okay. And they do, again, some more obscure titles. Uh, one that comes to mind that people might know, I haven't played it, but it's called Super Blood Hockey. I think it was pretty popular for a while. Okay. Um, you know, they again, they're in the very niche uh, areas. They've only got like five releases. Their standard editions are about as quality as like limited runs, like classic editions. Like they come in a big Super Nintendo style box, come with nice manual hard case. Like they, they go to the nines. I just have yet to purchase from them. So I can't really say much in experience. I'd like to one day, I actually kind of like just dabbling with these limited print companies and seeing what they have on offer. Right.
0: Yeah. And let's admit it. Like the big ones are always going to have the better, uh, games that are. Better appealing games. I'll say that. Try and, but, try and speak uh, some kind of good English here.
1: But all the same, it's it's still nice. Like one of my favorite games from these limited companies that uh, I've gotten is from Super Rare. And again, Super Rare is like kind of number two in the race. But it, they put out the more obscure ones. And uh, yep. it's, a, it's a little game called uh, Ghost of a Tale. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just it, it kind of reminds me of like an old school like just adventure style game, not even so much combat but more point and clickish and you're just a mouse in a castle and it probably didn't sell the greatest but it it was it, it was I'm glad it existed.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: I like the more obscure uh, ones. You know, I got uh did Scott Pilgrim and that's great, but
2: yeah.
0: <sighs> or the Castlevania University collections and all See, I, they're, and, they're great. They. I feel like those big companies should have been retail to begin with.
1: That that's what I was gonna say. Like you know, I love the fact that I have these games, but at the same time, I hate the fact that I couldn't just go and get them. And at the same time, everyone else can't just go and get them. Right? They have to be this special limited thing.
0: And, right. And know, another I, shady business practice that we didn't bring up for limited run, and they've done this a few times now. Is their collectors editions that don't include the game for different titles such as Dead Space?
2: Oh
1: yeah, this is a newer shady for them.
0: Yes, yeah. Like these, we we're saying shady. These companies are trustworthy. Like they, they'll get you your product and all that kind of stuff. We as consumers approach it as shady. Yeah, because yeah. it's not a, it's not looked well upon kind of practice.
1: Well, okay, so my honest review as someone who, as I stated earlier in this episode, has been purchasing from them for five years, it's, I remember a time where I would get excited to see what the next physical they were putting out, as where now, you know, like I glance at it, but it's barely on my radar, and a lot of the games that come out, I'm like, meh, you know, and they just pump out so much, uh, it was it was easier to care before it was more exciting now you know i will say as of late they've been coming at with some more interesting stuff like they just kind of shadowed up the fact that they're like yeah we're doing quake 2 stuff like yeah. that still again you're more bigger names but things i'm more interested in they were doing a lot of really obscure like it's visual not novel like rpg stuff like Poppy's
0: number 3 or some shit right yeah. it's it's yeah. it's titles like and Granted, some of them we've looked upon uh, when they've announced them, and we took a chance on them. Uh, Narita Boy
2: Arita. was actually one of those. Boy, Boy. Oh,
0: we God. took a chance on it, and it was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Blasphemous. I don't know about you. Uh, Iconoclast.
1: Oh, Iconoclast is so underrated.
0: It really is. It yeah. is so good. Yeah. Um, these Divinity like Original early. Sin two, I took a chance on. I'm. I, it's not even my genre. As as We've come to figure out, but I had a freaking blast with it.
1: You know what's funny about that game too is because I want to say for the most part the games were around thirty, thirty-five U.S. on yep. average, and I think Divinity was like what fifty-nine U.S., so like sixty bucks compared to the uh, rest. It was a more pricey game. I remember I don't that think it was. <clears throat> I I think it. Well, hmm. But I don't know.
0: Here you got you talk. I'm going to look.
1: <laughs> yeah, because if, if I recall correctly, it had a higher price tag than your average limited run game, but I mean, you got the content for it. That was for damn sure. And oh, hell yeah. Now, like, I know just inflation in general, things got more expensive, but they have things that are ludicrously expensive now.
0: Like, yeah, it was a bit more. Because my yeah. tool came to 74 98 No, it was okay. Canadian, I think. So
1: Yeah, that that's about the cost it is for, like, two in shipping, usually.
0: At the uh, same time, at its peak price, I could have sold it for two hundred, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: does, it, instead, have... I
0: instead I got value out of it. Uh, yeah. from enjoyment.
1: Yeah, but there was a there was a good time where their uh, their releases it seemed like it was mostly distribution titles, and it got kind of hollow for a bit, and I don't know. Yeah. Um, now they here's... apparently have a
0: new warehouse.
1: Ooh, that could get things out a little so faster. So they're
0: they're. Reducing their release schedule and just catching up now.
1: It's not, not a bad way to go about things. Uh, so. I have one more area of this uh, to get to before I want to get to play Asia and how that ties into all this. But okay. Another, I guess you could say pseudo limited print company because their prints aren't limited, but... It's you still have to go off the beaten trail to get these versions of these games, is something like Fangamer. And yes. they are less a pre-order limited print as they are a... We just have a specific... That was where to get Hollow Knight for the longest time. Yes, it was. You know, And they did come to retail as well, but limited in a retail sense, but you could always count on going to these websites and they would always have them restocked.
0: They have some legendary games. Like, and not to say that they are they focus on the niche, because, I mean, Hollow Knight had a big appeal. Yep. Same with Stardew Valley. Yep. I'm pretty sure that was a fan gamer. Yep. Uh, Amori.
1: Yeah, Amori is other one.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, that is where I got
1: Undertale. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and they also have nice collector's editions as well, but they are very much just You know, they're not super limited. They run out of stock. They will make more and restock them. And I think that's really cool.
0: And speaking of their merchandise, actually, it was Tyler who got something for me for one of my birthdays, I think, or Christmas. I don't remember. It was one of those days. But it's a a fan-made hardcover book, uh, a handbook for Mother 3. Yeah. And it's really cool. And correct me if, if I'm wrong, but didn't you get the sheet art, mu- uh, sheet music for Hollow Knight?
1: No, I got the sheet music for Undertale. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah, that's it, it. I mean, they fit around the same era. Oh, God, no, I didn't want to tackle the Hollow Knight stuff with my uh, very amateurish piano skills. But <laughs> Undertale, like, some of it's pretty intense, don't get me wrong, but Undertale's, like, kind of simple in its... Brilliance. So, yeah, there were some songs that I could pluck away at it. And yeah, I think sites like Fangamer are a wonderful boon in that, like, you know, they're not limited, but they feel limited. They feel nice to order from. Yep.
0: I've, you could argue that I am 8 bit is kind of similar.
1: I am 8 bit well. is in a similar camp, but they are a little bit more, <sighs> it's a weird way to put merchandise it, merchandise like, heavy. I'd say for they're like the more IPs they're more unhinged in their merch releases, <laughs> right? You know, as yeah. where you, you pop on to Fangamer for a bit and they're like, yeah, we still have our games, but, you know, we got a couple of new hats, we got some pins and stuff, and then I am Eight bits over there and it's just like abstract. I heard you like
0: Cuphead. I heard you liked Hollow Knight. I heard you liked Stray. Here's, I heard you like Disco Elysium. Here's a <laughs> very
1: outsider artist interpretation book of Pac-Man. And yes. And also some Battletoads vinyl. And sucks. <laughs> they All do right.
0: like their vinyls.
1: I'm out of here, but... <laughs> <Like>,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I am a bit. They're very... Rare. They handled... Um, I know this one is very widely available retail, but they were the ones who handled uh, Stray, weren't they? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I am a bit's neat, but they're very much like... <laughs> they're just off doing their own thing. Um, so they
0: did the PS5 version of Disco Elysium, I'm pretty sure. I right. was it the PS Five nice or the
1: Switch version? PS Five, yeah, no PS Five. Mm, I gotcha. The Switch oh.
0: version, as as much as I will praise Discworldism for its storytelling, the Switch version is laggy as hell.
2: Not the
1: ideal way to play.
0: No. Noted, duly noted. Um, when the sound when the music stutters.
2: Oh, that's. That's it's, unfortunate. It's noticeable. It is still uh, great. So
1: now, unless unless you have some more obscure companies on your mind, well, I think the thing that it's almost the elephant in the room for the limited S collectors is uh, a little, little company known as Play Asia, and I'm sure there are other websites in this same vein, but at least as far as I'm aware, like they are the go-to name in anything import. And most of the time with these limited print games, uh, you're going to get almost a retail level version of it when typically it'd be like the Asian English that it comes out because yep. it, it's a multi-regional thing. The beautiful thing about the switch is not being region locked and you can just buy stuff for wherever and it will work.
0: Yep. For the most part anyways. Yep. And you get the odd region locking, but not, not so much with cartridges.
1: Not even so much region locking. It's just not being translated. Um, yeah. That, that'll lock you, though. That, that's for sure. Except for me, because I have beaten a game I bought from Japan in its entirety, <laughs> because I already knew it so damn well. Um, yep. <laughs> which, yeah, the interesting thing with uh, PlayAsia is you'll get these limited games that are available, more available because they don't have that window for the most part. And... Sometimes you'll even get better versions.
0: Sometimes, yeah. Like, a whole idea behind PlayAsia is is there's... It caters to the areas that don't have downloads available, right? Yep. So they they can't purchase games online. They need physical versions. So I don't know exactly what the law is or anything with that, but it's something along those lines.
2: Take take that with
0: a grain of... So, so for, But it's really myself, nice to order from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, as, as a collector it's nice to know that I can get these things and uh, so usually. From Limited Run, a good example, I don't know if this is out yet, I I plan on getting it, is uh, how Limited Run did the Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 1 and 2 and yep. I know at the very least, uh, Bloodstained or Curse of the Moon 1 is like silly expensive. Uh, it still is. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a sequel as you know, at least holding its value, if not gone up a little bit. Or you could order... It's, a, it's
0: holding its value, yeah.
1: Yeah. Or you could order a Japanese copy that has both. Um, yeah. The and then we just do
0: that. <laughs> and
1: Something else I would recommend that you do, and I got burned on this one hard, and it was like, well, I've, I have to have the whole trilogy as itself now, even though they announced ah. the whole trilogy on one cart as uh, the Blaster Master Zero games. Like, I think... They, I had the first two. They had announced and sold the third one, and then there was like, "Oh yeah, there's gonna be an Asian copy that just has all three now." It's like, well, damn it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. And this isn't even so much as it's like it doesn't bug me as like, oh no, the value of my games is like, no, I had to buy it three times, but I could have bought it once. Uh, right. But on the flip side, with Play Asia, not even like undercutting stuff like limited run, you'll just get games that weren't coming out physically. Because like you said, you know, there yeah. are these places that they don't have the same accessibility to downloads as we do. And that's where you... <laughs> How did... Legend of Mana. How... Oh, oh, that's that's a special Legend of
0: Mana right. remaster. That was... Uh, we had to get that from PlayStation because there was I no just... physical version coming to the west or I... even east.
1: I was just gonna say, how have of all these limited print companies, the one that's dropped the ball the hardest is the one that's the AAA juggernaut in the room.
0: Uh, Square. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just not putting <laughs> out yep. their games, and yep. then it's like, oh yeah, you want Final Fantasy Seven VII and Eight here on the same cartridge? Nine had to be itself because it came out a little later, but whatever. Here you go. Uh, and then Square ten just and like, ten two. 1 to 6 being the biggest blunder.
0: Oh, the 1 to 6 being Square Enix store only, and then, yeah, there was the Play Asia version. The PS4 versions, for whatever reason, they got pre-ordered, and then they all got cancelled from PlayAsia, and I don't know what happened.
1: Whatever it is, I have my copy for Switch, which is honestly, like, one of the dream collections, like, cream of the crop things that I have for Absolutely. my collection for Switch. Um. But the fact that it was, and and again, the the quote unquote inferior Asian copy has better interior art and still yep. plays great. <laughs> you know, they put less work into the limited one. Oh,
0: oh that was just handled I don't, so I don't badly. Understand. Oh god! Uh, not Square only that, Enix, they, they make some good games. They make some clunks as well, but they just—they uh, just don't understand the market.
1: So, I don't know if I can give this as another knock to Square. It, it'd be funny to do so, but they, they make a good enough case. So, when I first got my Switch and I found out about the Mana Collection, and, of course, the Mana Collection having Seekenden Zetsu 3 on it, it's like, oh my god, it's on this new console. I have to get it. I don't even care if it's in Japanese. And then I bought it, yep. thinking, it never came here. It's never going to come here. And then it came here, and then I bought it, uh, it twice. Three times, kind of. Um. But I don't care, because I got it. Uh, yeah. my first of the Darius collections, it's an arcade shooter. I don't need English. Got that from PlayAsia. It's so cool for these, like, you know, you want a physical copy guaranteed. You will get it. And there's still a few I have to check off. You just gotta, you gotta be patient and pay some import fees. That's really the only penalty.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't usually get hit by customs, which is nice. Don't think I, I think PlayAsia, I, ever Play have Asia, I only have two two things from Playasia. And that's uh final fantasy 7 VII and 8 collection yeah and the final fantasy 1 through 6 collection and legend of mana oh and legend of mana yeah, yeah. okay yeah. there it is so, and it was going to be chrono cross and i just never did it same with clonoa uh
1: chrono cross is still so another thing with Playasia as well i've noticed that some of their releases uh you can find on amazon like i've been looking at uh Copies of Chrono Cross and Final Fantasy 9 on Amazon. And yeah, so again, they're not limited. They're just treated like a store. You can go to, I've gone into a lot of like small mom and pop game shops and they've had just play Asian copies of uh, Final Fantasy, stuff like that. And yeah, praise be to their
2: limited ways.
0: So speaking of limited games and limited run. Quake Two's up right now. I gotta get that. Yep. Yeah. So it'll go with my Quake One.
1: Yeah. I I would like a copy of Quake Two, but I think what I am I'm actually currently awaiting an order from Super Rare, and normally you're not. But I like I mentioned, I bought their first PS Five release one because it was uh, one for Switch that I just missed out on from Super Rare, and yep. another because. I don't know, It's the first that they put out, or maybe it's just kind of a neat collection piece. Uh, but I also, piece. I paired it with uh, a Metroidvania called Haiku, and that has been oh, ready okay. this whole time, it just can't ship because it's a PS5 game. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to think that that's the one that's holding it back, but yeah, yeah, that, that would be, I don't know if I'm...
0: I got two things ordered right now from Limited Run, it's uh, Nobody Saves the World and... Castlevania.
2: Castle of Bean. Uh okay, three things. Yeah. Because there was something else. I don't remember now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'm looking. Nobody saves the
0: world. And uh curse to golf. Oh that's right. That was what I, I was I bundled of it that. together, so I made that mistake.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's right. If you if you bundle your purchases with these pre-order based companies, oh, be prepared to wait. Uh, yeah. What was it? If yeah. one's ready
0: and the other takes another year, you're waiting another year before you get it.
1: Yeah. I bought my copy of Celeste when I bought my blind box. The blind box has been made and ready to ship since I bought it, but Celeste kept getting more and more <laughs> content, and they insisted on holding it back until oh uh So so if I guess it, it, to really generalize when it comes to these uh. Limited print companies, uh, yay or nay? Um, given how much money I spent, it kind of hard for me to say nay. <laughs> uh,
0: no, that's that's because things change, change how they function, right? But I'm I'm a yay, uh, because without it, there wouldn't be a physical copy, yep. of a lot of things that I enjoy, and my biggest collection is probably from limited print companies.
1: They're nice to have, and not only that. I feel like it's a lot one of, those of them things. are indie
0: games, Which and it, you know how much we talk about indie games.
1: That's a big part. Sorry, of it, Sorry, yeah. cut you off there. This is <laughs> well, this is one way we can get stuff like and indie games that I have like even have nostalgia for, like something like Rogue Legacy. You know, I beat that to yep. death when it came out, but I found that it was getting a limited copy. Sure, yeah, sign me up. Uh,
0: not not so much limited, but that's why I got uh, Binding of Pestic Afterbirth. Yep. Or uh, Repentance.
1: Yep. Well it was the indie scene in general that brought me to this whole limited print scene as is. Yep. So I can't really say anything bad about that. Now with these companies, when they have some releases that I just think, geez, why are you doing that? At the end of the day, I don't have to buy everything they do. Uh no.
0: Nope. There when, are certain people uh people that play on the FOMO of that, but
1: Yeah. Well, you don't, know, people don't have to have person. full sets and whatnot. No, nah, I just want the games I want.
0: Yep. Simple as that. And The games I yeah. play. So so. Aside from Evil Land Legendary Edition, because that thing is bugged and I cannot finish it. Yeah, that is that
1: wasn't. And they will
0: not release an update.
1: Okay. Do you have any before now? Unless you have more to say about these companies, I have. I can do my uh,
2: closing random question.
0: Uh, are you going to ask me what is my? pride and jewel of my limited print games. No. Okay, that's good.
1: You can talk about it if you want
0: I I, I, I,
1: <laughs> I was actually I going to ask the total opposite of, is there any of your limited print games that you have purchased that you've gone, why do I have
0: this? Um, <laughs> that is quite opposite, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, not really, no. Okay. I mean, the, the, they all have their own their own spot in the collection, right? And granted, some of them I'm not like dead set on jumping into right away. Yeah. But there's still a reason that it's there. So the the only video game purchase I've made where I've regretted the past couple years isn't a limited print. It is Super Mario Golf.
1: Oh, see, for me, it was Skyrim.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't uh, buy Skyrim because I already knew it's trash. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> I, I tried to see.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I think out of all the ones I own from at least limited run in my collection that I'm like, I didn't really need that. Uh, it was uh, the new ToeJam & Earl game. But it doesn't mean like, you know, I'm unhappy with the fact that I have it. It was just, Yep. I don't know why I wanted this, but I have it now.
0: <laughs> so if we're talking in that sense. I'd probably say Scott program versus the World.
1: Yeah, I can see that being an answer for you. I, I definitely I'm hyped not... that one up real high.
0: Well, it's it has its reason. Like it's it's there because it disappeared off the face of the earth for a while, right? Like it's well, it's licensing just kinda We, we got have up a very and walked out.
1: We have a similar situation coming up. It's not from Limited Run either, but it is a game that is becoming less accessible, but also still always accessible. Is it got a copy yeah, Castle Crashers a common
0: ah yes
1: been asking which, for that one for far too long which yeah uh, and
0: behemoth is self-publishing yeah and so i haven't seen anything limited. saying that there's limited nothing says it's limited
1: i'm scared it is though me too yeah but uh to get to my uh actual final question is uh
0: would it be wrong for me to message dan Paladin and be like hey <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: all i did on twitter is,
0: is this this all abusing... I used Twitter
1: for, was just like, give me Castle Crashers physically.
0: Same here, and, yeah. and I did that with the, with the, our main account, Optional yeah. Boss PC. Um, but I have Dan Paladin on Steam, like we're Steam friends. Would it be wrong <laughs> if I abuse that and be like, hey, I know we aren't going to play Astroneers right now, but... Uh... Is that uh, Castle Crashers coming out physically limited or no?
1: (laughs) How many copies, and will I be able to purchase at least a copy? Um, Can you put
0: a copy aside from me? (laughs)
1: But uh, Yeah, I think uh, my, my question to you is, is there a game that you can think of that you would want a physical copy for Switch? Now, it has to be something that you know is out for Switch, mind you.
0: Okay, so something that I know is out for Switch? Yeah, we're not um, just pulling
1: any game from existence. That would be Chrono Trigger.
0: <laughs> I can't...
1: <sighs> mm. Yeah, I already I already know. I've wanted this for years.
0: Uh, one that's on the Switch? I don't... I can't think of one at the moment. Or you can I'm sure there is one.
1: A reputable indie that might already be on
0: the Switch. A reputable okay, I was gonna say something that has a possibility. What's that? But probably not, but it has a possibility. Now it's gonna be a Silent Hill 1, 2, and 3 collection.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: With how with how Konami's been with their IPs. Uh they putting out the Metal Gear Solid. They have the Castlevania Anniversary Collection and the Advanced Collection, Contra. Like a lot of their IPs have been coming to Switch. Yeah. So where yeah it's doubtful they are also on a bit of a silent hill kick in production right now too so all
2: right all right i'll give you that
0: as uh, for what's actually out on switch i can't uh oh oh okay here's one uh i don't even know if this is the right game name cuz again if it's not physical i tend to just shove it to the
2: back of my mind uh cyber shadow Oh, yeah, the the not Uh, shovel night game from Yacht Club.
0: Yes, it was published by Yacht Club.
1: Yes, I have. I've been barking up that tree for years, actually. Yes. And, you know, not holding out hope yet, but it still hasn't shown the light. But I I I did bug them.
0: I did bug them on one of their things when they uh, put up a sale and asked for a physical. And they said if there's enough people asking for it.
1: Well, and I'm hoping too, because they have another game around the corner that uh, Mina the Hollower. And yes, you know, they've already stated that that should be getting a physical as well, but I digress uh, for myself. It's a, uh, it's a little indie game by the devs of Risk of Rain, and I don't see it getting physical, although it did get a PSP release for Unlimited Run many, many years ago, and it's called Deadbolt.
0: Oh, those are the Risk of Rain guys?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's really, really good. And I don't see it really getting a physical because it's like a $8 game, something like that. But it's yeah, so but fun. It's so fun. Gato Roboto. Yeah. Gato Roboto. Was a and, cheap was also,
0: game sh- and it got one.
1: Uh, another like top tier of the collection as well that we both have is A, a Short Hike. Yep another dirt cheap game so you know it's not impossible but it just it would feel nice to have that on my shelf especially because i got risk of rain and oh deadbolt so fun even if it's not physical people go go buy deadbolt on your switch it's fun <laughs> it's weird you you're you're, you're just uh gonna do it, killing drug dealing zombies and i've said too much i've said too much already
0: drug dealing zombies that's yeah. what. what more do you need
1: there is way more, and it also has one of the most touching stories I've ever witnessed. <laughs> but, uh, having said that, it's really hot in this
0: box, so did you want to, did you want to close us on out? We can, uh, we can wrap this up, yeah. I, um, I, think, I, think I don't know if idea. I have any, uh, final thought ta- uh, thoughts, Tots? uh, just... The more that comes to retail, the better off we are. But in the meantime, these lim- limited companies will uh, will suffice. Yeah, yeah. Even and if uh, they take a little bit of time, I got patience sometimes. And so.
1: even even though we've said a couple of negative things about these companies, again, you know, not to actually detract from them, they do make a quality product. If anyone's interested in purchasing from them, I wouldn't tell you not to. Just make sure you're buying games you want to have. That's that's really be, all. Be I smart say on with it. your
0: money. Don't just yeah. go willy nilly. Yeah. Don't buy something just for the sake of buying something or hoping that it's gonna have a better resale value.
1: Oh, and That's don't just dumb. don't buy them to flip them later, you dink.
0: Yeah, if 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 you buy them to flip them later, uh for that sole purpose, and you're taking a copy from someone who generally wants it and wants to enjoy the product. Don't do that. Uh go
2: fist yourself. Yeah, don't be a wada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck wada. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Stay tuned. Yes. Uh, <laughs> next.
0: <laughs> next episode, we will be talking Blasphemous for our episode 25.
1: Yes. Our very first Optional Boss Presents.
0: Yes. Optional yeah. Boss Presents Blasphemous as blasphemous 2 just released uh the other day actually and the physical is going to be around in a couple weeks and oh i don't know about you but i can't wait
1: oh i've got i have opinions and most of them are great
0: oh so stay tuned for that episode and uh yeah if you want to leave us a review again it helps us every step of the way there is a little question thing on spotify feel free to answer it if you want it's I think it says, how did you find this episode or something like that. Uh, all the interaction is good interaction for us. And oh. uh, it helps us kind of climb the, the we charts that we're showing up on now. Yeah. And if you want to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter, our handle is at optionalbosspc, as in podcast. Or you can email us at optionalbosspodcast at gmail.com. I've been Josh, the other one's been Tyler, and Tyler, unless you got something witty to say, goodbye, everybody.
1: Bye!